Hello, everybody. I'd like to extend a super warm welcome to everyone for our very first episode of Nothing Major on Moroni Radio. My name is Bella Hales Bradley, and in a perfect world, a COVID free world, sitting next to me would be the lovely Kate Armstrong. But alas, due to Canberra's most recent COVID 19 outbreak, our first episode has had to be moved to Zoom. Hi there, that's me, Kate. We hope you're all staying safe. I know you must all be bursting to leave your homes. I know we're eager to get back in the studio and present live. That being said, be sure to find us in the meantime on our Facebook page at Nothing Major Roni. If you're listening to this right now, how's the future? Thanks for finding our Spotify. There's also soon to be an Instagram account for this, but I'm not super technologically apt. So these newfangled systems have been a struggle to say the least. Kate can definitely vouch for that. You can find us also live here at Roni Friday at 11am once the world is back to normal and we're able to get back on campus. As you've probably figured out by now, we're students at the ANU in Canberra, both in the first year of our degrees. I'm studying a Bachelor of Arts and Law and Bella is studying a Bachelor of Visual Arts and Arts. And we're both majoring in Gender, Sexuality and Culture Studies as part of our arts degree. Apart from having in common a complete and total lack of job prospects, hey. major. I technically <laughs> do law. Okay, well, fine then. I have a total lack of job prospects. Kate has half. Our common major also brings us to the premise of the show. We decided to start Nothing Major because of the lingering stigma surrounding gender studies and gender-related issues in academia. It's been commonly referred to as the bludge subject or a non-serious subject, especially at prestigious institutions like the ANU. We especially think the issues and discussions related to gender studies are often kept within the confines of a classroom or in, specific, or in specific, sometimes inaccessible online political spheres. What we really want to aim to do is bring this theory, content and ideology into a space where people like you can digest it. Obviously, we're approaching these topics from a perspective that limits our ability to comment on them from a personal viewpoint as we're both cis white women. With this in mind, we're going to try to closely monitor how we approach these issues to make sure we're not speaking over or for communities we're not a part of. On that note, we started this podcast to talk about issues of gender and sexuality, and it would be entirely limiting of us to only talk about our lived experience. So we, we aim to use our privilege in being able to attend university and being able to have this radio show at all, to use our voice to shed light on issues that might otherwise be ignored because they affect marginalized communities without this access, or they just don't impact the straight white man. Also, due to the nature of these issues, we'll be making sure to include comprehensive content warnings for each of our shows. Luckily, this week specifically, we aren't doing anything super extreme. We're just having a pretty quiet discussion to introduce everyone to what we're trying to do. So Kate, without further ado, what are we discussing this week? Bella, we are talking about the census. Stop it. I'm so excited. I cannot (laughs) wait. If you don't know what the census is, you're probably acquiring a $220 a day fine for not completing it on the 10th of August. Anyway, I'd probably recommend getting that sorted. According to the ABS, the census is, and I quote, a snapshot of who we are and how we are changing. The data it collects is regularly used to guide government decisions in many areas, such as healthcare, urban planning, education, and throughout academics and business. Now, the intention of the episode is not to shit on the census. We genuinely think it's an important collection of data points mapping Australia's diverse communities. But we gotta ask, 
is it going about it the right way? And like, we don't know. There are some <laughs> issues about the census that we aren't going to dive in today, but are important to note. And maybe the census does deserve to get shit on for these. Um, in all of census history, for all of census time, it's only been available in English. Um, there's previously been a massive undercount of Indigenous Australians in the census, and there aren't been any. There haven't been any options to identify if you're currently living without housing. However, what piqued our interest for this show specifically was the very public debate around the inclusion of non-binary as an option for sex. So the question went, what is your sex? And you got to select male, female, or non-binary. This is the first time that this has been an option in the census. So woo, go Australia, I guess. But the thing is, There's no inclusion of an option for gender, for sexuality, for identity and expression of gender, as well as many other issues. As Kate said, this is the first time the census is allowing people to select an option outside of male and female. We've seen this year, though, like in most years, LGBTIQ plus communities and allies have criticised the census for not having gone a step further and asking questions regarding gender and sexuality. Anna Brown, the Chief Executive of Equality Australia, said the absence of such questions meant people within these communities won't be properly counted in the census, which is an entirely fair observation. Yeah, in the wake of this criticism, the Director of the Census, Caroline Deans, has come out and said that these questions are indeed very important and that they are going to be included in this year's mental health survey. Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> go, ment- go mental health survey Woo! We, we personally have an issue with this for two reasons yeah. one the census whole big desire to show how we're changing is not going to be reflected through a mental health survey and this is effectively erasing some very key demographics from this year's data and two mental health survey is not compulsory <laughs> and before we research this issue for the show we had never heard of the national mental health survey so this data even if it is going to be collected it's not going to be comprehensive it won't be holistic or used or regarded in the manner which census data is i feel like there's an issue in itself that the mental health survey isn't compulsory like i feel like we're definitely missing data points we there. would benefit we would benefit wholly from that <laughs> So whilst this is a step forward for the Australian census holistically, it means that a lot of people's demographics and identities, all of which make up important parts of this data and the Australian community, have been excluded from this year's census. So less woo for Australia. Definitely not the progressive queen we thought she was. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, power. (laughs) You see, the Australian Bureau of Statistics defines sex and gender as, and I quote, a person's sex being based on their sex characteristics, such as their chromosomes, hormones, and reproductive organs, and their gender being about social and cultural differences in identity, expression, and experiences as a man, woman, or non-binary person. A person's gender may differ from their sex, and may also differ from what is indicated on their legal documents. In case you aren't a gender studies major or otherwise (laughs) super up to date, this is actually a pretty progressive definition of sex and gender. And with minor tweaks, this is the base of what we'll refer to when we refer to terms of sex and gender. 
From this definition, we can understand that gender and sexuality both exist on spectrums. But this is not in, like it at all a, rash, a radical concept. We've <laughs> understood this to be the case from as early as the 18th century, and it's been emphasized and acknowledged academically by the 20th century through theorists that we've learned about, such as de, de Beauvoir and Butler. We do acknowledge it's been brought about more publicly in the 21st century, though. So with this in mind, we just want to mention quickly before we dive into the argument surrounding gender in the census that a debate around whether it is too controversial a move to include gender or sexuality in the census is an idea we completely reject as a line of argument. <laughs> because topics surrounding these issues have maintained public interest for quite a while now. And that's on a personal basis. Like, <laughs> we're going to draw on stats, but like, no, if you think it's too controversial, personal yeah. beef. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but like what we're seeing and what we've researched is unfortunately these inclusions of being too controversial forms what is essentially the basis for the government's exclusion of them from the 2021 census. We have to remember that the census is prepared for years in advance and is a massive logistical effort for the government in power. The ABS started making recommendations to the government about content for the sector census as early as 2018 and in 2019 Guardian writer Paul Carr purported that in documents tabled in the Senate the Bureau of Statistics stated that the census question on gender and sexual orientation risked public backlash. In his article he noted that the ABS recommended against including these new questions despite acknowledging in the same article that two federal government departments needed or would benefit from that data in delivering their services. They oh. noted that this data being collected and distributed would help inform essential service provision in necessary areas like health, mental health, and aged care. These documents produced in the Senate revealed there was extensive consultation with LGBTQI plus communities and advocates surrounding the inclusion of these questions in the census. So what we're getting at is that in fact, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the ABS, had indeed identified a need for this data, but they made a recommendation to the government that it was too sensitive or controversial and its collection in the census would manifest an undesirable amount of dissent from the Australian public. Basically, they opted out entirely to save face, and I at least would speculate, so they didn't piss off Jim from the northern beaches. <laughs> the most frustrating part about this entire debacle is that Carp goes on to mention that the ABS's Senate submission showed that initial testing in Australian localities and the monitoring of international experience with these census topics suggested that public backlash didn't actually significantly impact response rates or the quality of data at all. Ah! Oh my gosh. It's incredibly <laughs> harmful to watch a government choose public image over gathering information that could potentially assist in making informed and productive change to the government services accessed by the Australian public. Now, we're not naive. We don't expect the government to, in every policy, have our personal best interest at heart but like guys 
members of the LGBTQI plus community will always exist. It is ignorant to think that if you exclude them, they'll just go away. Like we they won't. won't. Yeah. History's proved that fact. <laughs> and frankly, it's incredibly insulting that something as important as the national census is disregarding gathering data on these communities. Also, just to note, Labour said that they would include it in the census. But again, the exclusion <laughs> of these topics was done by the ABS, an impartial body. So the, the Australian Bureau of Statistics is supposed to be entirely impartial. But they mm. made these recommendations and then they were implemented by the current Liberal government, which we won't go into. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving from politics to the issue at hand, as we mentioned before, the ABS started asking the public about what should be asked in the next census in 2018 in order to inform the recommendation they were going to give to the government. There were 450 submissions covering eight topics, Indigenous cultural identity, military service, sexuality, gender identity, sex characteristics, and other topics about health, education, and family. Two out of eight were included in this year's census. And they, <laughs> made, up the first, they made up the first consent change since 2006. What were they? Past or current Defence Force service and long-term health conditions. Why am I not surprised that they didn't include why, any? Why are we not surprised? <laughs> any of the marginalized communities? <laughs> Woo! Go the defense force. What are you talking about? The defense force is issues. a marginalized community. <laughs> There's also another issue. So, Dr. Annette Bromdell, a member of the International Sociological Association and a senior lecturer at the University of Southern Queensland, said most people who are born with intersex variation, it's not a non-binary sex. It's about variation in sex characteristics. And the Australian Bureau of Stats has, has that information, but somehow the current government have chosen to do something else. There really was a medical term available to them and they just decided not to use it. Also, by using these terms interchangeably, non-binary, a very public and socially understood term associated with gender identity used to define sex, despite their own definition of sex and gender talking about non-binary in relation to gender identity and not in relation to sex. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> People who identify as non-binary within their gender identity even if this term wasn't applicable to their traditional sex, and I say that in big quotation marks, most likely, and rightfully, will have put down non-binary in selection of sex. So it's probably really messed up their data, in all honesty. It's also just, like, so confusing. If there's a <laughs> correct term, like, why wouldn't you just use it? It doesn't make sense. Dr. Brumdell furthered this criticism and we think she really said it best when she posited that for the 2026 census we should include three distinctly separate and well-defined sections. They were one, sexual orientation, two, gender identity, and three, variations of sex characteristics or what the ABS has defined as traditional sex. Now, some people might find this a little overwhelming if you've never heard of Butler or the various other gender theorists. 
By the way, did you know that we majored in gender studies? Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> have, have we told you yet? Have, the <laughs> podcast isn't named after it. Do you know yet? Yeah. Have you, have you figured it out? <laughs> Anywho, if they did it correctly, yes, there would be an array of options because gender is a spectrum and there are various different categories that people are able to identify themselves within. But that's just a testament to the fact that gender and sexuality are this spectrum that encompass such an array of different people from different cultures and different backgrounds and different understandings of life and shows its importance like remembering that these ideas of gender and spectrums and sexuality is a very western concept anyway but like (laughs) on a totally separate note if you've ticked one box is it gonna kill you to tick a couple more the entire census is ticking boxes like really yeah just doing this and gathering this data means that we can allocate like the resources and the funding and the education to communities that really like we know would need it most we can understand how gender or sexuality impact your housing situation or your health or your employment and just the snapshot of your general life that the abs is trying to record pairing this with the encouragement of indigenous and migrant participation in the census and of course, making it more accessible for these communities to do so. That would help. Yeah. Is when I really think that we would be able to monitor how our Australian community is evolving and what the government and organisations can do to acknowledge systemic issues that the census would thus be able to highlight. Yeah. Of course, like most things that we write and do in our gender studies degree, we don't (laughs) expect radical social change, especially not from a small community radio show. We'd like to thank our current two Facebook followers, our producer Nat and Kate's mom. Thanks, mom. (laughs) By discussing these issues in a digestible format, furthering their publicity and engaging our community in this discussion, We can create a space where people who might not usually get involved in gender-related issues, politics, or the census can do so. Thank you again to the group at our college for sparing us the $220 a day fine by bombarding us with reminders to fill in our census forms. I don't know if any of you have met uni students, but we really don't like paperwork. And we really don't like fines. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know that census team like they've said us a fine and they gave us a topic for our <laughs> show so you know cheers guys yeah thanks so much on that really positive note that's all we have time for today thank you for joining us if you do want to find out more about nothing major on Aroni, follow us at at nothing major Aroni on facebook or you've probably already done this but find us on spotify If you have any comments, queries, or concerns about today's content, do drop a comment on our Google form, which you can find on our Facebook page, and we'll try to address these issues before we dive into our topic on next week's show. We really value input outside of our own viewpoint bubbles and think it's really important to gather these different perspectives when discussing the topics we do. Also, we'd also like to note that all of the research material and the stats that we've referenced will be uploading to our, we will be uploading to our Facebook page ASAP so you guys can look at them as well. Yeah, don't worry, we're not just spitballing this. We actually have evidence. <laughs> we, we did look it up. We did use Google. <laughs> Otherwise, if you'd like to get in touch with us, participate on our show or have any suggestions, don't be afraid to send us an email on 
radionothingmajor at gmail.com. I've gotten this wrong before. So it's radionothingmajor at gmail.com. No caps and no gaps. I'm Bella. And I'm Kate. And remember to stay safe. Always stay sexy. And honestly, if that's the last time you wanted to hear about gender stuff from us, it's nothing major. You've been listening to Nothing Major on Moroni Radio. See you next week.